What is up, church? Make some noise wherever you are at. You made it. Man, you guys are looking good. If we haven't met yet, I'm Pastor Peter Haas. And of course, you know, really ever since we, we launched this church, uh, my wife and I, about 17 years ago, our, our, our hope is really just, we just want to help the Bible make sense to everyday life. And, and I, I want to, you know, we, we've been just trying to uh, expand our church. Many of you guys know that, that uh, we have a Monterey, Mexico campus, and I, I'm bringing them up. Uh, today because we're, we're almost done with our building project there, and, and many of you guys are going to be taking trips down. Uh, already this summer, we're going to be doing a whole bunch of trips down there, uh, but they're doing a soft launch today. They had to actually switch into that facility a little bit sooner than we had hoped, but, uh, you know, we're, 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 it's not the grand opening yet, but we're just getting everything started, and so I wanted to quickly take a moment and, and pray for them uh, before we dive in. Is that okay? Can we do that? And, and Honestly, you guys, this is such a fun time to be a part of Substance. Obviously, with Easter coming up, it's kind of like Super Bowl Sunday for church, right? So uh, make sure you're inviting your friends. In fact, actually, that's why I've been out of the pulpit the last couple of weeks is just to prep for all this. We have so much fun uh, start kicking off in this, this coming month. And so uh, I just can we just quickly pray for our Monterey campus real fast? Father, I just thank you. For, for expanding our church. I just thank you that we can create a place where your word can be proclaimed and where lives can be changed. And God, I, I love our problems. These are the problems that we've always dreamed of, expansion problems. And, and so, Lord, just be glorified in our Monterey campus. And, and we just, we wanna lift them up and we just pray, Lord, the same expansion that's happening in, in Monterey, Lord, let that happen for our West Side campus. And Lord, even our, our downtown and Northtown campuses as you're expanding all of our lives, Lord, just, just increase our capacity to love on new people. We love you, we thank you, and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, with all that said, let me just, let me just say this real quick, because I, I, whenever we design our messages here, our teaching team here at Substance, we're always trying to create messages from God's Word that will just are practical, okay? And so we always say here, it's not what's taught, it's what's caught, it's not what's taught, it's what's caught, okay? Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled, okay? So whenever I'm listening to a message, I'm always just saying, God, what, what's, what's your daily word for me? What's the word that I need for my life right here and right now? And I want you to listen to the Bible today like that because you're gonna actually hear from one of our teaching staff, Pastor Jimmy Rollins. Many of you guys know him as Uncle Jimmy. And he's gonna bring the word, but as he brings the word today, I want you to catch God's word. So, so open up those listening ears and I want you to get God's word today. And so would you just give a substance welcome to our own teaching team, Pastor Jimmy Rollins. Good morning. Good morning, Substance Church and all of the amazing campuses. Also, shout out to all of you who are watching online. Yes, Uncle Jimmy is back, and I am excited. I'm pumped. I'm filled with expectation for a word for you, for your house, for your church, no matter where you were at watching this broadcast. I believe that God has something special for you today. I'm also grateful for Pastor Peter and Pastor Carolyn and Nate and Jess and the entire Substance Church team. You guys rock, God bless you. And I cannot wait to share this word that's on my heart. Y'all, this is hot off 
the presses, and I can't wait to share with you. And so let's jump right in, Substance Church. Uh, I want to I kind of talk uh, today from John chapter 14, and we're going to kind of just pick through this, uh, uh, this passage of Scripture. I believe this is a very important passage of Scripture. And let me tell you why this is important, because when Jesus began his ministry, it says that he began his ministry with good news, not like good news that's in a newspaper, not like good news that's on your timeline, on your feed, on social media. Uh, like this good news was not even about good news for your mind or, or even your heart. This was good news about the message and the purpose of Jesus Christ. And this good news was all about the kingdom of God being established here on Earth, And so uh, the book of John really gives a complete different depiction of the ministry of Jesus, uh, different than the other gospels. It's like a little bit more descriptive. Uh, it's not in chronological order, but really what it's doing is I think it's, it's, it's telling us and giving us indication uh, like how Jesus' purpose was being fulfilled uh, when he got to the point of the cross. And now Jesus is passing on that purpose. He's at this, you know, meeting place at this table, the last supper. Come on, somebody, a, a breakthrough buffet. Come on. Uh, like he's at the table with his disciples. And I want to pick it up here in John 14. Uh, let's start at verse one. It says this, do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. There's more than enough room in my father's home. If this were not so, I would not have told you that I'm going, Jesus is saying this, I'm going to prepare a place for you. When everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. It didn't say that you would at some point be with me where I am. He says, I'm going to prepare a place but this is what kind of is like tension in the scripture. I'm, gonna, I'm leaving you, but you're still going to be with me. And then he says this, when everything is ready, I will come get you so that you will always be with me where I am. And you know the way that I am going. And then Thomas, the doubter, says, no, we don't know, Lord. We have no idea where you are going. So how can we know the way? And this is the key verse here in Verse six, Jesus told him, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. He says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. Can, can you see the tension there, Substance Church? Jesus says, I'm going to prepare a place. Then he says, you're always going to be with me. Right, so, so how does that add up? When I'm going somewhere, that means that we're not gonna be together. Well, I think that Jesus here is starting to reveal his purpose. And today, Substance Church, I wanna talk to you from the topic, authorized users. Authorized users. Let's pray. Father, I pray. God, that today, that you would open up the hearts, that you would open up the minds, and you would open up our spirits to receive a word from you. 
Father, I pray, God, that we wouldn't just go to church, but we would be the church. That we would be your tangible hands and feet of Jesus here on earth as representatives of the kingdom of heaven that is in heaven. Father, I pray, God, that you teach us how we're authorized users today in Jesus' name. And everybody said a good amen. Substance Church, authorized users. Now, what I have in my hand, Substance Church, is something that all of us probably own or have, or even our kids, even our, our spouses have one of these, our bosses have one of these, our coworkers have one of these, and it's simply a communication device. Or is it more than a communication device? It's actually my whole life is in my mobile phone. I'm telling you, I've got all of these apps and, and they help me to do life. I've got social media apps to help me stay connected with people. I got maps on here to help me find direction to where I need to go. I've got Google search. I've got Yahoo search to help me find whatever I need to find. I've got weight loss apps on here. They don't get used very often. I, I've got banking apps that help me manage the resources that God has given me. I've got a calculator to help me calculate uh, numbers and, and all sorts of things. I've got an alarm on my mobile phone and I've got all of these apps that help me do life. But when I first got this phone, I had to set up something called Face ID. And Face ID is simply an authorization or an authentication method that helps me access the apps that help me do life. They help me, it helps me to access to, the, that I would be identified as the user or the authorized user of this piece of hardware. That on this piece of hardware are software, are apps that help me do life. And so when you got your iPhone, I don't know about you Android users, the first thing you did is you put it out and it said, I have to set up authorization. And so it kind of went a little like this. This message pops up and it says, Face ID. And so when you set up your Face ID, you put your face on there, come on, and then you go in a 360 degree turn, come on, Substance Church. And then it asks you to do that again and verify, and so you take it back and go the other way. And now, what just happened? You completed the identification process so that you would have authorization to get inside and do life better with all the apps that are inside of this device. And so, what I want to land on is this premise that uh, identification typically precedes authorization. In other words, I am, when Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, before we can get to the way, the truth, and the life, it first has to start with an identification. Jesus saying, I am. Wow. You see, I believe this. In this conversation, 
at this breakthrough buffet, if you will. Jesus is not just saying I'm going somewhere, but he also is saying something is coming. He's not saying, uh, 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 I'm going to leave you. He's saying, I'm going to prepare something for you. In other words, I need to have some level of expectation of what Jesus is doing. But he precedes this by saying, I am. Now, you may say, well, pastor, that's really not a big deal. It is a big deal when you start thinking of those two words. I am is all throughout Scripture. And I started thinking about this, and I even uh, 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 this week talking about Moses when, when God called Moses. Talking about Moses who would be a murderer, Moses who was, uh, uh, it felt like a stepchild. I'm talking about Moses who was found on the backside of a desert, and God speaks to him, and God says, go uh, uh, to Pharaoh uh, and say, let my people go to, uh, to release the Israelites who had been in captivity for over 400 years. And God chose Moses. And Moses says, who should I say sent me? And God says, just say I am. What God was saying was, is, you're going to represent me, but they will identify me through you. And when the identification happens, now the authorization happens, and Moses, who was a stutterer, and Moses, who had a jacked up history, Moses stepped into the apps or the application or the characteristics of who God is at that moment. And the power was not in the voice of Moses. The power was in who he was sent by, God. In other words, Moses had to identify himself as something so that he could get some people set free. Identification before authorization. So Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. <laughs> Jesus, when he said, I am, he says, I am the Father. He says, I, I, I am the kingdom. And so I think first, before we unpack the way, the truth, and the life, we have to identify ourselves. Well, who are we? When we give, your, when we give our lives to Christ, what, what's available to us? What are the free downloads? What are the apps that are available to us? Are there apps like healing? Are there apps like deliverance? Are there apps like freedom? Are there apps like Joy. Yes, all of those apps are available to you. They're available to me. They're available to your children. They, they are just not reserved for the stage. They are just not reserved for people who go to church. They are just not. They are reserved for everyone who calls on the name Jesus. That whatever Jesus did, we can do. How do I know that? Because at the end of this passage of Scripture, Jesus says, and you will do greater works. So we have to understand our identity. And how we begin to understand our identity, you got to go back to the beginning and, and see how God made you in Genesis chapter 1. Verse 27 and 28, it says, so God created human beings in his own image. In the image 
of God. He created them male and female. He created them. So God made us. We are made as image bearers. We are made uh, uh, as, as, if you will, we're not a knockoff version of God. We're another version because we're made in his image. And then he says something powerful. He says, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, and govern it. Reign over all the fish in the, in the sea, the birds of the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. Wow. So in other words, when I understand my identification, I then get wind of my authorization that when I realize I am, now I can operate in who he is. I am, he is. He is, I am. And he says, fill the earth, subdue, and then have dominion. There it is. That's the kingdom of God. That word kingdom is not just the King James word. That word kingdom is broken down into two parts. The king's domain. The king's domain. God wanted us as his children formed in his image to dominate. <laughs> That's why in 1 Peter we're called citizens. But before I jump into that, I want to just frame up for this, you, uh, for, just frame this up for you, substance. There are four, if you will, components or elements of the kingdom. The first thought is a kingdom has a king. <laughs> Y'all like, duh, duh, uncle. Well, the king is the governing ruler. It then has territory. Every kingdom has territory, a specific location with defined boundaries. And then a kingdom also has citizens. So it has a king, it has territory, it has citizens. And then lastly, the last component or element, it has laws. And laws are a form of government through which the will of the ruler is exercised. Oh, but in order to understand this, I got to understand the purpose of Jesus. Jesus was born to die. Come on. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Jesus's purpose was for us to have everlasting life. And so if his purpose was for us to have everlasting life, then he had to have a plan to do that. The purpose, the plan. Well, we find the plan in Mark chapter one. It says this, Mark 1, 14 and 15, later on, after John the baptizer was arrested, Jesus went back into the region of Galilee and preached the wonderful gospel of the kingdom. Y'all see that? His message was simply this. At last, the fulfillment of the age has come. It is time for God's kingdom to be experienced fully, huh? We, experienced fully by who? That was Jesus' assignment. Well, he came to lead disciples, that's me and you. He came to pass off this kingdom agenda to us. 
How do I know that? Well, I told you, I gave you women, 1 Peter 2, 9, but you are a chosen treasure, priests who are kings, a spiritual nation set apart as God's devoted ones. He called you out of darkness to experience his marvelous light, and he now claims you as his very own. He did this so that you would broadcast his glorious wonders throughout the entire world. Do you guys see that? This kingdom has a king. The king is God. The territory is on earth and he wants us, watch this, there's territory in heaven, there's territory on earth. And Jesus here in John 14 at this, at this breakthrough buffet, he's not telling the disciples, I'm going somewhere that you need to get directions to. He's not telling the disciples like, you know, wait and do nothing on earth until I get back. That's not what he's saying. What Jesus was saying is there's a territory, the territory of heaven, and I want the territory of heaven to invade the territory of earth, and now I need citizens to carry out this plan. So I'm sending Jesus in the form of a man to show every single, to show mankind how they are to walk and access the apps that everything they've seen Jesus do. So the disciples are with Jesus for three and a half years. Y'all, come on, I feel like preaching right now. Uh, uh, and, and they've watched him turn water into wine. They've watched him heal blinded eyes. They, they, they've watched Peter jump out of the boat and walk on water and then sink and then get saved. They've watched Jesus calm the storm. This is not, uh, 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 you know, just a, they're not in the audience of Jesus. Jesus doesn't want you in the audience. He wants you to have his authority. And so he then says, you shall do greater things. But in order to do these greater things, I've got to understand, Jesus is not going to heaven to leave us on earth. And many of us, we have this mindset that heaven is our escape plan. Man, one day I'm going to heaven. One day, you know, I'm going to rise up. Come on, somebody. Like one day God's going to, you know, end all of my troubles and, and all of this. And we have this one day mentality. Here's my question, Substance Church. We need to move from a one-day mentality to a today. Today, God's going to heal me. Today, God's going to deliver me. Today, God is going to set me free. Today is my day of breakthrough. Today is the day anxiety stops. Today is the day I stop walking in fear. Because if we have this one day that I'm just going to uh, go somewhere, we think that Jesus has us, uh, wants us to, uh, to desire somewhere to go. Jesus is not trying to take us to a place. Jesus is not just trying to take us you know, uh, to, to alleviate our trouble. Jesus says it's not about the place, it's about the person of who I am. Substance Church, I came through this screen today to let you know that heaven was never God's escape plan. Heaven was God's expansion plan. This was all about the kingdom. I had never seen this scripture before this way until this past week. I began to read it, and I was like, man, what's the directions? Jesus is not given directions. He's given instructions. He's not saying, wait on heaven. He's saying, worship until heaven shows up. Jesus is not saying, I'm just going to a place. He says, no, I'm offering you the person of who I am through the work of the Holy Spirit. 
authorized users. I'm a citizen. You're a citizen. We're citizens, not just of earth, but we're citizens of heaven. That's why when we say the Lord's Prayer, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Watch this. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. The will, remember? The will, the laws of the ruler is not the laws of the land. <laughs> the laws of the ruler is the laws of the Lord and his government. That's why when Isaiah prophesied Jesus, <laughs> he, he, he prophesied Jesus in Isaiah, uh, and he says, hey, listen, there's going to be another uh, counselor. Someone is coming to rectify this whole situation. Then he says this, and the government will be upon his shoulders. That government is the kingdom. Jesus was carrying the kingdom of God. Now we get to unpack. So how do I access the apps of the kingdom? How do I access healing because many of us think that man I was in church Sunday and when I get out of church Sunday and something goes wrong on Monday I got to wait until the next Sunday so that I can get inside the building of the church and I can be in worship and then I can pray for healing uh-uh it's not about the place it's about the person you can have healing right where you are you can have freedom right where you are you can roll out of bed and roll right into a blessing come on somebody I believe someone's going to walk in worship so that they can bring heaven to earth. Authorize users. How do I authorize this kingdom? There's a couple ways. Number one, authorized users know the way to the kingdom. Jesus says, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the light. I am the way. And if you read down here in John 14, we're going to jump down to verse 4. Because they start doubting, like, Jesus, what's the way? And Jesus says this, what you mean, homies? And you know the way I'm going, he says this. Thomas says, no, we don't. We have no idea where you're going. So how do we know the way? I ain't going to lie to you. That, that would have ticked me off a little bit, Substance Church. Because I'd have been like, listen, guys, I called you. I asked you to follow me. You left your boats immediately. You got behind me. You got behind my agenda. You got behind my calls. You got behind my breakthrough. You got behind my faith. And you've been following me. And you don't know the way. I would have been a little ticked off. Haven't you been paying attention? I'm telling y'all, Southern Surge, this is just like me and Irene in the car. Like, we'll be riding somewhere. We've gone a hundred times. And I'm driving. And then she'll drive the one time after those hundred times. And she'll put her GPS and set. I'm like, you don't know the way? And she's like, no. I was like, we've come here a hundred times. She goes, I just haven't been paying attention. Think about that substance church. Jesus wants us to pay attention. He wants his disciples to pay attention. That's why he spoke in parables, trying to get them to understand this, not just the directions, but the instructions. You see, the word way there is not just in the Greek, is not just way like point A to point B. The word way is in the person of Jesus. All throughout scripture, Jesus is called the way. If you read in the books of Acts, you will see that, that, that Paul describes this like as the Christian walk, to walk in the way of Jesus. That's not directions. That's instructions. That's why Jesus was always instructing his disciples. He was disciplining them. The word disciple is disciplining them 
to walk in the way. Now, on my phone, I have a lot of apps. Now, I just moved to West Palm Beach, and I'll tell you this, the most apps that I rely on is my how to get there, my directional apps. I got Google Maps, I got Waze, come on somebody. Some of y'all like, 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 how many y'all Waze users? Come on, Southern Church, where y'all at? If you're online and you're Waze users, just put Waze in the chat. If you're a Google user, put Google in the chat. If you're a, 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 a Maps, Apple Maps, hit, put Apple Maps in the chat. If you use Android, upgrade your phone. <laughs> so in these directional apps, what you do is you type in a location, and then it tells you how to get there. Jesus was changing the location from up there to right here. Oh, wow. He was saying, listen, this is not just about directions. This is about instructions of how to get the kingdom inside of your heart so you can access these apps on a daily basis. I am the way. I am the way. Do we know the person of Jesus? You see, the disciples answered the call. They answered the call to follow Jesus. And if you answer the call to follow Jesus, you're not lost. So you don't need directions, you need instructions of how when he goes to heaven, how do I access this kingdom here on earth? Jesus doesn't pinpoint a place, he pinpoints a person. Now Substance Church, I'm not uh, very keen on Ikea. But I, I, I remember when Ikea first came around and I, and I had to figure out how to get to Ikea. I needed directions, so I typed in Google Maps, where are you, where's Ikea? And Ikea then laid out a plan of how to get to Ikea. And then I got to Ikea, and the directions were over. But now I needed instructions, instructions to want, because what I bought, how do I now put it together? See, directions can get you somewhere, uh-huh, but can it instruct you on how to put it together? Jesus was saying, there's directions to heaven. I asked you to follow me, but now you need the instructions of how to put it all together. Ikea furniture is the worst furniture to have if you think it's already together. No, you need detailed instructions because it comes in a thousand pieces. Can I tell you, Substance Church, the blessings of God are multifaceted. Come on, the characteristics of God are multifaceted. It is healing and faith and joy and deliverance and freedom and, 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 and the prophetic. And, and now, if I get to church now, how do I put all of this together to open it up when I am home? I don't want to open up a, a, a healing at church and not have the instructions of how to put it together at home, I knew the way to get to church. I just don't know the way to get to church in me. Jesus knew the way to get to heaven. He was just trying to get the, the disciples to get heaven in them. He says, I am the way. I want to let you know, Substance, that the wonders of Jesus are found in the ways of Jesus. Jesus replies to the disciples. He says, you already know the way. I'm here. I don't know about you, but have you ever set in your phone directions to get to a place and, and you're, you're so concentrated on the journey. Come on, uh, like I gotta make a right here, I gotta make a left here, what's the speed limit? You know, maybe we get distracted because there's a Chick-fil-A over there. Come on. And, and we're trying to figure it out. And I did this, I, I was in West Palm looking for a barber and, and I, got the, I got the 
location on my phone. I typed it in. I'm trying to get there. And, and, my, and Siri says, you've arrived. I've arrived, but I've not yet got a haircut. I don't see it. How do I get it? Why are you telling me you arrived? Jesus is telling his disciples, you've arrived. You're already there, but you've been so focused. Come on, somebody. On the directions that you haven't focused on the destination. You've been so focused on the journey that you've lost focus on Jesus. You've been so focused on how to get there and the struggle and the strive of just getting to church that you're not sure how to be the church. I came to tell you, I called my barber on the phone. I said, where is the barber shop? He says, you're right here. All you need to do is look to your right and open up the door. Substance Church, there's a scripture that you know that we've been knocking. Jesus says, keep knocking on the door. Keep looking and, he's, and open up the door so that God can open up the kingdom to you. Authorized users understand the way. Number two, Authorized users know the truth of the kingdom. Huh? They know the truth. Jesus says in John 14, 6, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. The truth of the kingdom. When I looked up this word, I realized that this word truth is not like truth, like tell the truth or don't tell the truth. Many of you have young children, and you're trying to get them to be honest and, and tell the truth. Well, th th this word here is not that truth. This word truth here means something that is revealed, something that is no longer hidden, something that is uncovered. What Jesus is saying is you will know the truth. The truth is me. How do I know that the truth is Jesus? Because when I read John chapter four, when Jesus bumps into that woman at the well and he starts asking each other for a drink, she says this, he says this to her. He says, if you drink from this well, you will never thirst again. The conversation goes on. And then Jesus says something that gives us indication about the truth. He says, the father is looking for those who will worship in spirit and in truth. Spirit is the presence of God. Truth is the kingdom of God revealed. When we worship, come on somebody, in the presence of God, when we not worship in lyrics and singing songs, but worship in lifestyle and how we live, that attracts the kingdom. When the kingdom shows up, something is revealed that has not been revealed that you don't have to be in shame about anymore because Jesus starts telling this woman about her history, uncovering her shame, revealing the truth. This woman goes on to get saved and reaches her whole city because the truth sets us all free. Authorized users know the truth. You see, my, my daughter Maya, she, she's 16 and she knows this thing better than me. And oftentimes I'll say, how does your phone do that? And she goes, Dad, you already have the app. And then I slide over and I got a little search. All of us have this little search feature and we, and we type in what we have. I'm like, oh, the truth is I've always had that app. I just misplaced it. I just lost it. It just needed to be revealed. And I forgot that I had it because of inactivity, because of non-use. And I wonder 
Sometimes when we're praying to God, God, I need you to heal me. God, I need you to deliver me. God, I need you to set me free. God, I need you to wash me clean. I wonder if he says, why don't you just search what I already gave you? Hmm. I already gave you peace 2,000 years ago. I already gave you joy. I already, I already gave you everything you need. You, you're looking for a breakthrough. He says, open up your eyes. Jesus says to Thomas, you know the truth. I've been right here the whole time. Guys, the truth is not on a path. The truth is in the purpose and the destiny that God has for us. I want the truth. I want something that's uncovered. And we then go on to see that the only truth, the only way that the holy or heaven can be revealed this is the truth of the Holy Spirit. In John 16, 13, and 15, it says this. When the spirit of truth comes. Huh. When the Holy Spirit comes, when the comforter comes, when the counselor comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. Heard from who? The Father. He will tell you about the future. Wow. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That's why I said the Spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. Can I tell you that the Holy Spirit is the revealer of God's truth? That's why in John 8, 32, it says this, and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. You see, the Holy Spirit, it expounds and expands the boundaries, the territory that we talked about. The truth is revealed. And when we bring heaven to earth, we begin to see a truth that lost people can't see. We begin to walk in an authority that lost people don't have. It's the truth of the kingdom of God being revealed, that death is being redefined. It's the truth that God loves you too much to leave you where you are. It's the truth that no longer does death have the last word. It's the truth that over 2,000 years ago, Jesus went on a three-day journey to hell as a direct reflection or direct response to being killed and hung on a cross. And he went and got the keys to the kingdom. And not only did he come back and unlock the tomb and roll the stone away, he unlocked your freedom and unlocked your destiny. And in that moment, heaven came to earth and expanded God's territory. And so the truth has nothing to do with the facts. The facts were to everybody, Jesus had died. The facts were the stone was heavy. The facts were everyone was mourning, but there was another truth that now Jesus, this promised Holy Spirit, could reveal to us. Let me tell you something, Substance Church. I implore you, I beg you, I try this myself. Stop allowing what we're looking at to determine what you see. Because Jesus in his presence and the Holy Spirit is here, 
You can get a diagnosis, but see another truth. You see, when the territory of heaven comes, come on, that Lord's Prayer, it's not hard. I'm trying to make the complex simple. And you begin to pray, our Father, which art in heaven. Understand this, Jesus, the Lord's Prayer, he wasn't saying this is a prayer to pray. He was saying this is actually a plan to execute. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He ends that whole prayer with, for thine is the kingdom. There it is, the kingdom revealed, the power. When the kingdom is, is revealed, the power shows up. When the power shows up, for thine is the kingdom, the power, the glory, the manifested presence of God begins to create a new normal. Man, I need the truth of the Holy Spirit. You know what my, you know what my daughter Maya says? In such and such, almost such a way, she says, I said, well, Maya, I found the app, but why, why is it not working? And she says simply this, Dad, it's not a hardware issue. So what do you mean? She goes, well, a new operating system came out, and you're still operating on the old operating system. You need a software upgrade. What Jesus was doing is he was telling the disciples there's an upgrade coming called the Holy Spirit that will lead you in all truth, that will be your counselor, that will be your deliverer, that will be your healer. I think some of us need a software upgrade. We need to be in God's presence and stay long enough. I love when my phone, when I'm doing a software upgrade, it says don't, don't unplug it right now. Authorized users understand the way of the kingdom. Authorized users know the truth of the kingdom. My last one, and I'm out your way. Authorized users have life in the kingdom. Do you know in John 10, 10, it says, and you will have life. Matter of fact, it says, the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Jesus says, no, no, but I have come that you might have life and life more abundantly, or life to the full. No, no, no. Jesus is telling the disciples he's leaving, but what, he doesn't, what they don't understand is something else is coming, the Holy Spirit, to empower us to fulfill the ministry of Jesus on earth, to continue it, to expand the kingdom, and that's that new life. The Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away, and all things have become new. Substance Church, will you stand with me? Come on, every campus, even if you're in your living room watching online, if you're in your car, stay seated, <laughs> but let your spirit stand up. I believe that God has a new life for you, but he first wants you to just identify yourself with Jesus. I want to tell y'all something. I was looking for a deep point here when I was studying, and Jesus just told me this. This is what I felt the Holy Spirit say. I said, God, what do you mean with this life? He goes, well, culture tells you to live life. Culture tells you to do you. Culture tells you to, you know, be the best version of yourself. Culture says, you know, you know, this is the way of real life, that you got to have fun and you got to party and you got to be the, you know, you got to have the, the white picket fence and the big house and four cars. No, no, no. There's one thing to live life. But Jesus came that we might have life. I want to read this scripture to you, and then we're going to give an altar call. And it says this in Romans 6, 6 and 11. Could, you, could it be any clearer? Our old way of life was nailed to the cross with Christ. 
a decisive end to that sin-miserable life, no longer captive to sin's demands. What we believe is this, if we get included in Christ's sin-conquering death, we also get included in his life-saving resurrection. We know that when Jesus was raised from the dead, it was an original signal of the end of death as the end. Never again will death have the last word. Life. Uh, you guys know the story of my weight loss journey, and we've talked about that. And uh, as I'm talking this last point, there's some pictures that are going to be on the screen as I'm talking. And these pictures that you're seeing, they are the old Jimmy. They are pictures of the fake Jimmy. They are pictures of Jimmy who didn't know the way. They are pictures of Jimmy who didn't understand the directions or the way or the path of the kingdom. They are unhealthy. I was a preacher with a church, with a family, and that smile that you see is not real. That's someone who's living life but doesn't have life. And you guys know the story of Irene. She's now six years, almost five months sober. And, and uh, in 2017, that big Jimmy, <laughs> that unhealthy Jimmy, that unmost, emotionally unhealthy Jimmy, he was on his deathbed, congestive heart failure. And my wife looked at me and she says, listen, what I just came through, I know the way. She says, I know the truth that what you see is not really what's going on. And I wanna help bring you to life. And the power of her resurrection story, she says, now, let me help you. In other words, she says, stop looking for the, what gym to go to and all of that. I am right here. I love fitness. I'm helping you. And my eyes begin to open up. And you guys know the rest of the story. I lost 150 pounds. And yes, my wife can't keep her hands off me. And I'm telling y'all, it's life and life more abundantly. But in this moment right now, I want every head bowed and every eye closed. If you know that there's some distance in your relationship with Jesus, if you know that you've been taking the wrong path and going down the wrong direction, Jesus today wants you to bump into the way, the direction and instruction. He wants to reveal the truth, the truth of what? that no longer does death have the last word. Anxiety, fear, discouragement, it doesn't have, the long, doesn't have the last word. The last word is grace, and that's only through salvation. And if that's you and there's some distance in your relationship with Jesus, I want you to raise your hand when I count to three. Every campus online, come on, put it in the chat. I just raised my hand. One, two, three. I want life. and I want it more abundantly. Guys, when I lost all that weight, I got a new authorization because I got a new identification. And if you just raise your hand, I just want you to pray this prayer with me. Say, Jesus, today, today I make a decision to walk in your way. I make a decision to walk in your truth. And now I want to make a decision to have everlasting life. In Jesus' name, amen. Substance, so many people just made that decision.
And I want to tell you what happens after that decision. When I lost the weight, I put my phone up. And I, and I couldn't get to the apps. You know why? Because I had changed so much that what I used to be identified by no longer recognized me. I got upgraded. I found freedom. So I had to set a new face ID. What you just did is set a new face ID. Come on, can we put our hands together and celebrate all of the people at Substance Church who made a decision for Jesus. Today is the first day and the best day of the rest of your life. Substance Church, I believe this that all the rest of us, it's time for us to access the kingdom. And I'm gonna pray a prayer for all of us and then I will see you all soon. Father, I pray right now for every person at every campus who is watching online, God, God, that they would walk in your way, that they would reveal your truth and they would have life and life to the full. God, I pray that we would seek your kingdom, that we would seek your will, and that we would seek your way. In Jesus' name, and everybody said a good amen. Substance Church, Uncle Jimmy, I loved being with you guys today. God bless you, and I will see you next time.